This is episode 143 with Robin Moore. G'day legends and welcome to Your Life of Impact, where we connect with world-class athletes and coaches, health experts and enthusiasts, inspiring entrepreneurs and community leaders, all to teach you how to tap into your inner excellence. I'm your host, Brett Robbo, and I'm extremely grateful you're joining us today on Your Impactful Journey. you go, there you are. You, as the being you are now, is who you will be when you get there, wherever there is. The power of presence and being in the now is one of the opportunities of these challenging times when we're experiencing lockdown or isolation. And at the time of this recording, it's April 28th, 2020. And my word for today is presence which you'll hear Robin and I discuss in the beginning of this chat. This episode is the first of many where I'm bringing on some former guests to share their experiences, their challenges and their beliefs about the current world crisis and also their tips and strategies on how we can all thrive in these challenging times and not just survive. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, firstly, many thanks, legends. That's awesome and I'm stoked that you find value in it. Also, you'll know that the guests that I've had on here all have unique, empowering presence and impact in the world. So I'm really intrigued to see how these grounded, connected souls that I've connected with over time, how they view this unique world pandemic and how their values and their beliefs help them and their communities and how they help themselves and their communities through these challenging times. I trust that you'll also gain value from this approach for from me reconnecting with some of these legends. I'm not going through every single one of them, just, just some of them. We won't be discussing blame. We won't be discussing the what-ifs and the decisions that could have been and should have been made differently. We'll be discussing valuable beliefs, tools and strategies to help you thrive even just a little bit more because I understand and I acknowledge that everyone is experiencing this differently and some people are really struggling and suffering and to thrive might sound like you just want to jump out and choke me but this is also to help you help you think differently regardless of the impact that this challenge has had on you or is having on you and most importantly it's to help you tap into your inner belief and that inner drive to be the change that you want to see in the world to be that version of yourself now that you're proud of, connected to and grateful for in the future. Robin Moore is such a beautifully connected, kind soul. So I first had her on the podcast 14 months ago and her episode still, I still get great feedback. It still receives warming, grateful feedback. If you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend you check it out. It's number 124 and it's at yourlifeofimpact.com forward slash Robin Moore. So we shared many empowering stories and philosophies of how she lives life and empowers others to live their best lives on that episode. Who is Robin Moore? 
Just a reminder, she's Australia's most in-demand female speaker, captivating audiences in her life-changing presentations. Robin is also one of Australia's most well-known voiceover artists, best known as the voice for the cartoon character Blinky Bill, which was uh, it's been on TV in multiple countries since 1992. She's also the voice for many other characters in that show and other movies and TV commercials. Robin is also the brains and the voice behind the longest running series in history on Australian radio called How Green Was My Cactus, which has been on air for over 30 years, up until just last year. And you'll hear Robin reference that show uh, in, in this episode again. Most empowering though, Robin is a wish granter and a national patron for the Make-A-Wish Australia Foundation and she's been heavily involved in the organization for more than 25 years. She's also an ambassador for many other charities and truly shines the light on what it means to live a purpose-driven life well beyond your existence. In this episode, we discuss how Robin has lost her income and other impacts Uh, in her life because of COVID-19. We discuss how she believes we can thrive in these challenging times, how parents can shift their mindset and use this time as an opportunity with their children, what her beliefs are around what is happening to the planet as a whole due to COVID-19, and many more stories that encapsulate Robin's optimistic and empowering outlook on the world. She can be found on LinkedIn and Facebook simply by searching her name. Now let's hear from the legend herself, Robin Moore. Robin, what word are you being today? I am being um, lifeful. I love that one. That's from Little Lockie, right? That's right. And uh, every day I think, which word? But I can't go past lifeful, really. It's, a, it's really working. It's, it's butt off at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> what does that word mean to you today? Well, it's, it means just this embracing of the privilege to be alive. I mean, I woke up and I was breathing. I mean, mm. that's tick. We're ahead already, you know. You imagine all the people at the moment with COVID-19 who have got really massive health problems and they've got other problems on top of that. So, you know, to wake up breathing with the love of my life, why wouldn't I be lifeful? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I remember that from last time, actually. I, yeah. I love the, the power of the word and we spoke a lot about that. Mine today is actually presence. So I, this morning, uh, due to the changes, we're coaching some classes live from our lounge room now instead of from the gym where we were coaching. And so my wife was coaching this morning and I was feeding our one-year-old boy Oliver out on the, the balcony and I had my phone beside me and I started looking at it and then I thought, this is my connection time. I know I'm going to be gone for hours now. And I just said, today is about presence. And I anchored into presence again and just played with him and had a beautiful time. And, and presence is such a powerful word for me for productivity, for times like now to, to listen with the intent to understand instead of with the intent to respond. I think it's a really powerful, it puts me in the right place to, to eliminate distractions really. That's right. And, and look, we're not saints. So every now and again, we'll lose those seconds. But then when you're present, to pull yourself back in again. You know, it's uh, one of the changes I've made um, with this circumstance is that um, I'm back to meditating every day. Mm. And it's interesting, you know, in meditation, you're trying to find the gap 
the silence, the nothing. Um, but it's fascinating, all of the distractions. You know, you'll be thinking of a recipe or, you know, this morning I was repotting plants for a while and then I went, <laughs> come back, come back, come back, come back to the now. <laughs> and we are so easily distracted. But that's lovely that you've um, taken responsibility for being present. And yeah, yeah, like you said, it's an, it's an ongoing thing that I get distracted and then coming, anchoring back to that. So you just mentioned there about meditating more. How is your experience right now in, in the current world crisis and, and how has it changed since early March when everything really started to escalate and change? Yeah, well, I'm I'm in a, a sector that is sort of invisible to a lot of people. I'm in the meetings, events sector, and that's completely gone oh, because there are no conferences, there are there are no large gatherings. So all meetings, conferences, training, you know, with a group of people has all stopped. And you're in that arena as well. So you have to become, you know, very very clever. And, uh, and, and adapt to these circumstances. So um, my last flight was on the 28th of February, and I was speaking in Cobar to Cobar Council staff and then Dubbo to beautiful early childhood educators. And um, that was my last flight. Now, for somebody who, you know, gosh, at one period I was on, I was on 18 flights in eight days. You know, that's a, that's a huge change in my life. Um, so immediately my, my ability to contribute, because that's one of my words, I'm a, I'm a contributor. I, I find my, my life fullness when I'm giving to others and, and engaged in this wonderful thing called life and existence. And uh, suddenly, you know, we're at home and we're all the people. Mm. <laughs> um, so um, that, that has been a big change. That means um, no income for me. Um, I just, thank goodness, scored a, a beautiful job um, being a, I was endor I'm endorsing um, a carers group in Tasmania who care for carers. And because I've been a carer three times, it was uh, just the perfect thing to be asked to do. So that's, that's been a godsend. Um, but I've started to make um, webinars now and I've just sent a 40-minute webinar out to, to anybody really who wants to have a look at it. It's, um, it, it's about um, the power of the word when it's just a bit too much at the moment. So that's um, gone out. A shorter one went out on my, fan, uh, my Facebook page and people just wrote, oh, that's exactly what I needed to hear at the moment. So there's some useful things in there. And the moment I started to do that, then that, that life started to surge through my veins again. And it was like, ah, I'm able to contribute in this different way. So, you know, just as you're doing your coaching now this way, you know, we're all being, uh, we're adapting and we're uh, reinventing what the future will look like. And I, I think the new now, the new normal it's going to be very exciting. Maybe I don't have to catch as many planes, you know. So yeah, absolutely. I was just I'm going to say it could be a blessing excited. in disguise because the the power of the word and your voice and obviously presence and human connection is really powerful. However, I feel like this is actually forcing the world into some maybe some necessary changes. So maybe there'll be less flights and less impact on the environment and ways that we can stay connected. And then the presence aspect is still really powerful that you'll be able to step into. I do need to rewind. Robin, did you know that I'm from Cobar? I didn't realize that you were in Cobar. That was where your last flight was to. 
you're joking. How <laughs> love, I love that, all that area out there, Western New South Wales. No wonder you're so grounded. <laughs> yeah, Cobar. Oh, right. I was even in one of your dust storms on the way from Cobar back to Davo. I yes. was in one of your dust storms, so I watched the Cobar red dust being transported to Gilgandra and Dubbo and replaced there. So Yes, uh, oh, that sounds like Cobar oh. with dust storms. Yeah, I yeah, finished school out there. Up. I left when I was 17 and my parents still live out there. We had uh, last Christmas out there actually, so it's, yeah, oh. I... How lovely! Oh, well, I was working with the with the uh, the Shire Council staff. Nice. Oh, they're they're just devils. All all laughter waiting to happen that night. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. So back to the experience that you're having right now. How yeah. how has it made you feel? Because you go from from having your life and your purpose to give, and with that travel and obviously income. So to going to no income and challenge to be able to deliver your purpose in that still that such a connected way. Like you said, we can still do it online. However, I imagine I know what you're like and that type of person where that you, you get energized by being around other people and giving your yes. value. Yes. Um, well, it, it, every day, um, see, it doesn't matter how it looks as long as you're being the word contribution. So, I've been doing a lot of emailing and catching up with friends. I've got people, you know, in Sydney going through chemo. I've got um, uh, other people starting new jobs out in remote Australia. And just to reconnect with them is is a contribution, you know, and then they connect with me. And um, so those sorts of things have been healing the, the gaps in friendships. That's been really mm. valuable. I recommend that to anybody. Just go through your address book and think, oh, I wonder how they're going, you know, and, and give them a, a heads up and a hoy. And uh, it's quite beautiful. Um, with this technology, I, mean, the, I did a, the, the voiceover for the um, carers the other day on my iPhone 10, emailed it to HOFM, um, and it's radio quality. Look so, at you, technological. You know, I, that, was a, <laughs> that was a real bonus. I thought, oh, my goodness. I mean, they've got... Fred there, the, the sound engineer, is one of the best in the world, I think. So um, he just, it was good at my end and it arrived at his end really, really well and he kind of sweetened it and put some beautiful music behind it and bingo, there was a radio quality ad. So <laughs> that's, that's been a lovely surprise because I thought it might have a little bit of, you know, that echoey effect or it might be a bit tinny. And, and here's an exciting thing. My oldest son's an actor in New York and he also does the voiceovers. And my youngest son's starting a, a podcast uh, with anti-ads on it. And he's enrolled a whole lot of the voiceover people in Melbourne and all the sound engineers and uh, writers from around Australia. And they're writing in um, anti-ads as if it's the year 2050 after COVID-19 so that all the products are different. And um, so I've started to record those for my younger son. And I did an ad the other day with my son in New York and me and his wife, all three of us, in, in the ad. We just sent our, our different little inserts to Daniel in Melbourne and um, the sound engineers put it all together and there was the ad. <laughs> <laughs> adapting. So that's what I think is happening in the world. There's a lot of evolving and adapting that that possibly needs to happen so that's yeah. it's awesome to hear that you're able to connect with your family and do all of that at the same time and yeah 
with what you were saying there before about that little bit of advice, I did want to ask you, because I'm, I'm a believer that we can all thrive in these challenging times and not just survive, yes. but I understand people are all experiencing it at all different levels. And I always acknowledge that with everybody and understand that family dynamics are different, work dynamics yes. are different. But do you believe that we can all thrive in these challenging times and not just survive? And, and if so, or if not, I'd love to, to hear some key points around that from your perspective and your experience. Yes. Well, um, the contrast between our circumstances in Australia and what my older son's going through in America are enormous. The, the contrast is enormous. Um, mm. What was it? 1,900 people died in one day in New York. Uh, Toby and Shell have been in lockdown for five weeks. They have everything delivered. Uh, Shell had a sewing machine delivered and made masks out of Toby's shirts. Brilliant. I mean, it's... it's we, we, we're not living in those circumstances in Australia. And God love our government. I mean, <laughs> uh, we couldn't write How Green Was My Cactus at the moment because there's nothing to send up. Nobody's bitching and there's no backstabbing. The government's just inaction, you know. So thank God we all woke up in Australia today and not Syria and not New York City. Mm. Um, how does that yeah, make you feel with relieved. Toby being there, with your family being in New York? How does that make you feel? Um, I'm confident in their in their their, their, their their dogged determination to actually adhere to all the rules and regulations. They started mm. before anybody else. Um, they they watched that big blockbuster movie, what was it, Contamination or something? That, and right. the, holy cow, this is a this could be really serious. This pandemic. So they, they went into lockdown very early. So I'm confident that they will be okay health-wise. Um, you know, thank goodness Toby's a very successful actor, so um, there's no financial worries there. Mm. Um, and as long as just their, their spirits are, are kept up with us all connecting, I think uh, they'll be in great shape. Mm. Mm, beautiful. But, um, you know, we woke up here in Australia where we've got relief packages. Now, you know, we're a small business, so we haven't received ours yet. Um, we have some money in the bank, which is great. A lot of people are living from week to week. So, you know, my heart goes out to those people who may be watching uh, who've lost their jobs. So where's the thriving in all of that? For a moment, until you get financial relief, you have to look in those other arenas as you spoke about, you know, the gratitude and um, being in the, in the present moment. It's stupid to be kind of pissed off and not and miss your family, miss the dog that's standing there going, <laughs> you know, miss miss that you do actually have some wheat bix for breakfast. Um, don't miss the simple things at the moment by being pissed off. I understand where pissed offness comes from, but it, it shouldn't have the power to take away what is, you know. And in these times, we tend to sort of be pulled and drawn over to what isn't, what haven't we got. And just pull yourself back to what is, how is it at the moment? What is here that I can be grateful for? You know, I'm grateful that I didn't wake up with bombs, you know, smashing my home to bits, that, you know, my family's all alive and we're all well. Um, grateful for those things. And I know it can sound, excuse my language, wanky and uh, 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 and I'm not into positive thinking. You know, I think positive thinking is really inappropriate and uh, it's disrespectful sometimes. You know, uh, if you're from a family who couldn't go to uh, a loved one's funeral, 
And then somebody says, oh, well, you saved an airfare. <laughs> I mean, you know, mm. you know that, that, that's awful, unthinkable. That's, that's the kind of positive thinking I hate. But positivity or looking for the silver lining, all of those old-fashioned um, statements ring true at times like this. Uh, my grandmother was one of the last pioneer women, Mary Doran. And when my parents split up, I grew up with Nan for three years and it was a really tough life. You know, there was uh, no bathing, you know, no, we had to crush up, <laughs> this sounds like a Monty Python sketch, we had to crush up charcoal <laughs> to make um, toothpaste. Now it's very trendy. You can buy black mm. toothpaste. Um, so we sort of, you know, we were trendsetters back in the 1950s. Um, but Nan, no matter what went wrong, if we didn't have enough food or if the crops were rained out or whatever, she would just say, never fly in the face of God, dear. So, you know, in other words, don't wave your fist, you know, at God or life or the circumstances going, no, it shouldn't be this way because that displaces something quite beautiful that's just sitting here under your nose. In fact, one of the exercises I've taken on is to take a photo of something capturing beauty each day. Mm. And, um, and it's, it, it could be, like I went through the, the things I've taken and it was, the other day it was an apple because some friends from the Huon Valley, I live in Tassie, uh, brought up a, a big bag of John Gold apples. They are the best apple on the planet it's a, a mix between jonathan and golden delicious mm-hmm. so you've got the crunch the flavor and the juiciness and you just bite and go crunch. oh my god and i'm juice dripping everywhere well i took a photo of the apple because it was it was a miracle this one apple was a miracle in you know so up you covid19 i've got an <laughs> apple <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And that's the way you, you explain with the juices, that's mindful eating too. That's bringing you back to the presence and, yeah. and teaching the skill of mindfulness. And you said there before about gratitude. Some people might be saying it's wanky. I can tell you now that the listeners of this podcast know that I'm addicted to gratitude. They know the power of it. I talk about it all the time of how it shifts <laughs> our hormones and everything. But everything you're saying there too is if we get caught up in thinking about all the things that are wrong or all of the doubt and the worry of the world, then mm-hmm. which is valid, like we can get drawn into that, we'll be triggered into that and that's okay, that's normal. But like you said, it's when we spend the time there that we're not spending our time and energy on those small things that will actually help us create clarity because I love that yeah. saying where the mind flows, energy grows. So if our mind is on yeah. all the the challenges and the hardships and all the things that we don't have and all the things that we can't do, then that Mm. will accentuate in our minds and it increases our stress hormones and it makes us feel just not great. doesn't make us want to connect with the people around us. And then Mm. you've got on the other hand, like you said, with the gratitude and the contribution, I love that, that word because that's kindness, that's giving, that's heartfelt, that's, um, that's purposeful. So all of that puts us in the right place to actually think clearly, respond to people as opposed to reacting and actually be, be the better version of ourselves. That's right. Well, uh, the other day my um, moment of, of beauty was a potteroo, which has chosen our backyard in, the, in Sandy Bay in, in Hobart, so it's a suburb, busy suburb. Um, a potteroo has come to live in our backyard. And it's Beautiful. Out, and 
eating, you know, it came in when it was dry and uh, there was a little bit of grass, a little green grass, and it started and now it's sort of living in our backyard. Our husband, my husband tries to sort of shoot away because it poos everywhere, but that I, I'm, <laughs> I'm hiding fruit and all sorts of stuff in the backyard so he'll come back. <laughs> Classic. I, I wouldn't have seen him, her, it. <laughs> I wouldn't have seen the potteroo before when I was racing around the country mm. on planes. I would have missed the potteroo. Um, yeah. you know, so these moments of beauty, they're there for a moment, they're fleeting and they're waiting for you to turn up. Um, you know, the one job I've got with the carers uh, campaign at the moment, that came because the gentleman who booked me never met me, but he used to listen to How Green Was My Cactus when he worked in Queensland. And so, you know, when, you, when you're, you're present, these beautiful surprises show up because they've got a place to land you know it, all of that as you as you said all that frenzy and um, displaces that there's nowhere for it to land you nowhere for it to show up yeah absolutely what about then we talked about some of those challenges and those ways to think what about for for parents this is a really challenging time for a lot of parents who are now with their children more than ever before in a way where they're also forced to for example homeschool if the kids are at that age or they're so they're not only parents whose roles and responsibilities are already very demanding uh, they're also expected to be teachers but also carers in times where if there's not daycare there's not babysitters there's not school there's no time with other family or friends then the parents themselves aren't getting their personal time, which can only impact on their mental and emotional well-being if they don't have a lot of tools and everything. But what's your thoughts around that? What's your advice, if you like, to give any around the, the parents and the struggles that they might be experiencing? In the webinar I did and the uh, Facebook short version, I focus on parents and uh, remind them that this is a time where they get to be the hero and the heroine. It's going to be a short time. And do you want your children to remember that awful time when we couldn't do anything and mummy and daddy, they were really angry all the time and they're shouting and they're arguing. Do you want them in the future? You know, and John F. Kennedy said, you know, you're speaking into this time now and it's a time that you, you may never see how your children turn out but they're going to take whatever you say now, whoever you're being now, and that will shape them into the future. And you may never even see that. So it's, it's like planting a crop. This is like growing a seed right now. Uh, whatever you do, whoever you're being is going to instill in your children, you know, better values, better behaviours, um, more understanding. So it's a really, it could be a golden time for you. It just depends which choice you make. Is this pissed off time? I haven't got enough time for myself. And um, a lot of people say to me, oh, I haven't got any me time. And I always think it's all me time. Everything, all your time is me time. It's me waking up, me getting the breakfast. It's me with my children. It's me making love. It's me doing the shopping. It's me at work. Um, We go for that elusive me time and I think it's a bit of a myth. Um, I heard a speaker once, he made me very angry actually, he said, when you come home from work, 
You actually come in through the door, you put your briefcase down, you don't talk to anybody. I say to my children, no, daddy's not talking to anybody for 10 minutes. I have my time now. And he sits in his study like a wanker, excuse me, and his children are outside waiting to go, daddy! <laughs> and he's having his me time in his study. I don't understand that. I think there's a real issue with that kind of thinking. And in fact, um, find out from your children what they most love about you. This is a, some wisdom from a lovely friend of mine, Rick, who's in real estate. And he said he was trying to be the world's best father to his two sons. He tried to play and he would educate and he'd be wise and he'd be thoughtful and present and everything and trying to run a business and grow his company. And it was all a little bit too much. And he said one day to his sons, what is it you most love about daddy? And the older son said, um, I, love, I love that you're just always there for us. And the little one said, I love that you're funny. So he took those two things and that's all he focused on. So when he came home, he'd say, hello, everybody, I'm home. So there's the older one satisfied. You're just always here for everybody. And then he go to the, the younger one and go, hello, wrestle, wrestle, tickle, tickle, tickle. He's a funny dad joke. Work done. Dad's home. You know, it's, it, it wasn't as complicated as, as we think. It was, it was just ask the children, you know, mm-hmm. what, what have you most loved at this time where we've been at home, homeschooling or, you know, with me working from home? What have been the precious moments? And they'll pick something that you never, ever thought was the, the, the thing. And then I love all that. you have and- to do. It's just focus on the thing. <laughs> Accentuate it. Yeah, exactly. And what you're saying there before about the me time, it goes back to that word of presence because like you said, it's me time when you wake up, when you're doing the dishes, when you're doing all of these chores where people might be thinking in their mind, I have to do this or what's next or I'm annoyed that I have to do these tasks as opposed to if we can be present and mindful while we're doing those, it becomes your me time. And that's what I work on yeah. with people. Take that time to focus on your coherence breathing because it actually shifts the way that you feel take that time to uh, think about what you're grateful for take that time to just smile and laugh and and that that becomes your me time because we feel like we don't have the me time when if we're doing 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 as opposed to being or if we're thinking thoughts of stress and everything for everyone else as opposed to what am I doing for myself and how do I feel better in my time and my day you know, and, and, and use all kinds of there's ways you can, you can bring that presence, that focus in. I mean, just doing the dishes. Um, you know, here we are with all of our dishes and our detergent and our hot water and holy cow, you'd be without those things. You know, just, just pull in some gratitude if you're, if you're having a little pity party while you're washing up. And it's always me having to do the washing up, you know. Well, if you're in an accident and you lost your arms, you wouldn't be able to do that. You know, if you were disabled and you were in a wheelchair, you wouldn't be able to reach, you know. Um, maybe use those strategies, but you probably don't have to go down there. But, uh, we saw a documentary once, my husband and I, on um, these people in third world countries. And it was, uh, it was about the, uh, how few things you need to to, to be joyous in your life and this African family had two little children they lived in the desert and I think they had four things they had a bowl and a knife 
and one plate or something and a blanket. And, um, it, you know, he had to walk miles and miles and miles and miles a day to get $1 to buy salt, which took the flavour away from mostly the rancid water that they had, you know. Yeah. And the love in this little family was amazing. So, I, you know, if ever I'm having a little pity party about housework or something like that, I always think of this family. Mm. And that brings in the gratitude again. With in terms of parents, I might only have a one-year-old son and my gorgeous wife and I, we, we, we're challenged at times like this where we have to, uh, we, we want our me time, I'll be honest, where we want to go and, and do our own thing. We also want to be together and it's that balance and it's that harmony. I like to say harmony as opposed to balance. What we mm. learned, yeah. and this is only with a one-year-old, I'm, I'm not comparing this to people who have kids who are school age and there's a lot more demands. I never compare, but just from my experience, what we learn when we get triggered into frustration is when we have expectations. So when we expect the baby to eat, uh, within 10 minutes and not get a mess anywhere. So then we're out the door to do what we want to do and go for a walk. And then all of a sudden that doesn't happen. And it was used to trigger the, the frustration. <laughs> so when we can come back to go, let's, okay, we've got, we've kind of got expectations, but let's really just drop those expectations. For now. Let's be present. Let's let the bub. I, it's still, sometimes I'll still go to give him avocado and I think, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that because we're, we're going somewhere soon because I know he'll end up looking like baby Shrek. And then I think, <laughs> oh, what? That, <laughs> this is the part of the experience that the baby needs to have. Drop my <laughs> expectations. This isn't about me. His eating experience is about him. <laughs> so I feel like dropping expectations sometimes can eliminate a lot of the, the frustration and the anger that might, we might normally be triggered into. You are so spot on, Brett. I mean, thwarted expectations is usually behind war. <laughs> Most upsets on the planet go back to thwarted expectations. And, and nobody even knows what your expectations are. That's the joke. It's, we, we all want this certainty, you know, and, and that's, you know, we have to thank COVID-19 for busting through that notion that everything has to be perfect and unpredictable and we have these expectations and it'll go A, B, C, D um, and it says, no, it won't. You go, yes, it will. No, it won't. And this has shaken us all up. And, you know, because I've been with Make-A-Wish as a volunteer for 27 years, I've been saying to people, welcome to the, the normal of Make-A-Wish families because their child, you know, has a life-threatening medical condition, a critical illness. Every day they don't know what's going to happen. So they're just in the, in the moment. And, um, and they can't have expectations as such because even when their child sometimes comes through an illness, they'll be thinking, yes, it's fantastic, and then there'll be a relapse. Um, you know, it's, mm. uns well, hello, uncertainty. That's, that's their life. And maybe if we can make friends with uncertainty... Uh, this is one of the lessons we can get from COVID-19. I was actually going to ask you if you have any beliefs about why we're experiencing this global pandemic all at once. And m maybe that's part of it. For example, I believe that the whole the whole world, the whole planet has been shaken into consciousness altogether. So when we look at things environmentally, there's some really positive changes. And I've spoken about this openly before that there's a lot of uh, negativity. There's a lot of people suffering. There's a lot of bad things that 
are happening and will continue to happen from all of this. However, I believe, I trust the timing of my life and I believe that there's a reason behind everything. And like I said, environmentally, there's some positive changes, but mostly what I see and what I believe in is that many more people now are, are putting their health at the forefront even if it's the, just the thought of, well, how do I support my immune system so I don't get this virus? Whereas I can't say that I believe that a lot of the planet was thinking that way in terms of their health, not just their health to prevent the virus, but also their well-being and thinking about ways now to want to invest into the best version of themselves, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and really connecting. So back to the question, how... <laughs> why do you believe or do you have any beliefs around this uh, global pandemic happening all at once? I believe the pandemic is a pandemic because it is. And uh, I've just I've done a wisdom course over six months. I participated in it. And one of the lovely learnings from that was um, all is well. Now, I know that sounds like a, a joke in the face of the circumstances, but given all of the things that human beings have done to the, the planet, and, you know, at, at wet markets and um, with, with politics and how they voted in some countries, <laughs> everything is a consequence of our free will. We've been given free will. It's the most wonderful thing to have free will. And often we're jerks with free will. So um, this is, there's no great big plan i think it's 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 a consequence of a perfect storm of people being um small in the face of um choices they needed to make um being afraid being inactive you know bad things happen when good people do nothing mm. and um we're just we're living into um yep given all the choices people made this is working perfectly fine you know it's this, this is how it would occur when we drop our guard, when we drop the ball, when we don't care enough about people, when we put money first, when we don't think about who we're going to vote for, you know. Um, you've got so many dictators around the world, you know. How do they get in? How do some people in countries are spending billions on their family and their people are dying in, in poverty? That's, that's their free will. Poor choices, poor leadership, poor humanity. It's poor humanity at the moment uh, who are suffering as a consequence of this. So um, it is, I think the wonderful thing is, as you say, it's an opportunity now to reset. And it's a huge wet fish across the face for the planet um, and for all of us to, to rethink now. Whether we will... Or not, I don't know. I'm normally very hopeful. <laughs> but when you have people drinking bleach at the moment, <laughs> you know, and the reports um, in the poisons unit in America um, are going through the roof where people have actually, you know, tried to ingest bleach, I don't hold out hope for some people. <laughs> uh, but... But I think there will be changes. I mean, look, look back in our own country. Um, I think the leadership has been really great in the last couple of months. Um, I, I agree. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. Mm. And 
the support and it's reminded us of being in this country where we have such high volunteerism and and people looking out for each other that's part of our character uh, in other countries it's um, you know like in the states it's me first me 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 it's very me centric um, in Australia we look out for our mates it's an old value it was created I think you know around the Anzac time um, and it's still here in us and we mustn't lose that where we give people a leg up when they're breathing but they're dead. You know, when people here watching may have lost their jobs, you know, and, and, and that's terrible. And underneath that you think, well, what are the homeless people doing? They didn't have a job to lose. They didn't have a home to lose. Um, how are they managing? Well, thank God there are services and there are people out there who are going to um, help them during this. So maybe maybe if half of us wake up, that will be great. I don't hold out that all of us will wake up. <laughs> I, I think that's, uh, yeah, that would be raising our expectations. Like I said before, we need to lower them sometimes. So I don't think it'll be the whole planet that will wake up. But if there's more people waking up, if there's more answers from this, if this becomes a reflection point for a lot of positive change, then... Yeah. You know, there's always yeah. ways we, we all get to choose how we respond to a situation. We didn't get to choose that this is what's happening, but we get to choose how we respond. So it, that's what I encourage everyone. I applaud everyone who's listening to this and gets to choose how they respond in, in yeah. a growth perspective as opposed to a, a fixed uh, mindset and stuck kind of perspective from all of this. Yeah, and I would say that, you know, all the people watching, you will all choose to learn and grow and develop. Otherwise, you wouldn't be watching this program and you wouldn't be following Brett's wonderful wisdom. But um, you know, so all, all of us, you know, we're all going to grow and change and do things differently, I'm sure. <laughs> well, and continue to give. And that's why I wanted to get you back on, Robin, because your, I believe your presence in the world is so empowering and powerful that we need to hear from more people like yourself. And I love, thank you oh. for being so open and your vulnerability around, you don't have an income. Uh, yes, you have some savings to live off, but you go your whole life with having an income and then all of a sudden, bang, it's gone. You couldn't have predicted that. However, no, no. what you have to offer still remains the same and that's yes, the value that the world needs right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that, see, that doesn't change and that's back to authorship again, you know, to, um, yeah, the, the COVID-19 hasn't crept in under the door and taken away my love of the word, my passion for life and stories and, and contribution. That can't do that. It mustn't do that. We can't allow it to do that. Um, so, you know, all those people watching, yeah, just to be, a, you know, uh, much bigger than COVID-19. It doesn't have the right to steal you from you. Mm. I but love it, that. It does have the invitation. It is an invitation to bring out the best in you. You know, so, yeah, there are advantages in a COVID-19. <laughs> Well, that's what the, I'm not sure if you can see that behind me, but I love the saying from Gandhi, be the change you want to see in the world. And that's why hearing you speak, you are experiencing no income. You're experiencing impact in that way. You're in isolation like the rest of us. However, yeah. you are being the change that you want to see where you're still giving the value that the world needs. You're not the one to shelter in. You're not the one that's pointing the finger. There's not blame. There's none of that. Uh, those negative kind of connotations coming from you. Mm. It's you still being what you know is the change that you want to see in the world. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and so are you. You know, thank you for doing this. You know, we could all be just lying down in our jammies, you know, feeling sorry for ourselves and rocking backwards and forwards. But what does that accomplish? Nothing, mm. you know. And if you're if you're in an area where you're able to walk, I mean, get out and have your walk and keep socially distanced and everything. But um, you know, get out into this world and use that time to think: How can I make a difference? How can I make a difference? I mean, I've started to ring some of my clients, and we're just having chats on Skype just with their staff, so we can go over some of the distinctions and, and pull them apart. And I mean, and it's beautiful. You may feel at the beginning discombobulated and then you start to ring people and just like whoa oh I know this feeling oh yes I love it I've got enthusiasm back and enthusiasm means the spirit within mm. you know so it's um that connection with people make a difference have a plan for the day um and on, on your to-do list is contribute 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 how can I contribute in some way and give something to somebody else, it might be it might be just a quote that you send to somebody, or a phone call, or a gesture, or some kindness, some gratitude, something to say thank you. Um, it's here yeah, that force for good um, is just an imperative at the moment. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful way to uh, to leave the listeners with something to think about with that. And before we do finish up, Robin, is there anything yeah. else you'd like to ask me? Yes. Um, let me see. How, how, when you wake up, what's, what's the first thing that happens with you and baby Oliver? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when, before baby Oliver was born, the first thing that would happen when I'd wake up is I'd go straight to gratitude. And now it tends to be that the first thing is my wife and I generally do it together, but we love to open the door and just it's just so much energy and vibrance and laughter and happiness straight away because he doesn't wake up like that. It's a bit of a scream, but we go in there like that. And then it's just that connection around that. And I love it in the mornings and his eyes are still partly closed, but he's smiling and he's falling back in his cot. It's just that, that joy, that happiness, that love, that connection from the moment I go in there. I love it. And just giving him those big cuddles and kissing his soft skin and, hearing his goos and gars and look at his <laughs> smile. It just, that right there is presence and connection and a bloody beautiful way to start the day. <laughs> I hope everybody got that. And look, parents, if your children are older now, go back to that moment. You know, because mm. now I run into parents and say, how are your lovely children? And they say, oh, if it wasn't for Derek, I'd have a life. You know, <laughs> it's like, remember what Brett just said. You know, how you want to sniff their neck and, and you couldn't wait for them to wake up and please don't become the parents that can't wait for them to go to sleep. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'll remember that for the next 18 years. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's a beautiful dad share. Thank you. Uh, thank you for asking. It's, it's just triggered all of those emotions within me again. Now, Robin, I can't thank you enough. You're an absolute legend. Your genuine soulful connection to the human experience is very infectious and your ripple effect of you simply being you is abundantly empowering. I want to say keep shining your heart-filled and impactful light to the world, my dear. Thank you very much. God bless you all. Bye-bye. Gratitude, presence, contribution, choice, perception. 
Keep these valuable insights from Robin in mind to help you thrive and not just survive, not only in these challenging times, but forever. Find Robin online and connect with her to watch her videos and immerse yourself in her wisdom and joy. The world needs great role models right now. Be the change you want to see in the world. And as always, remember, this is your life journey, your life of impact.